Welcome to Fielding Questions, a podcast produced in collaboration between Ag Country Farm Credit Services and the Red River Farm Network that explores the world of farm finance and rural life. In this week's edition, we visit with Ag Country Market Education Specialist Cody Didier. Cody, let's talk first of all a little bit about uh, last Friday uh, USDA supply demand report. Uh, some traders kind of calling it a nothing burger. There were some things in there when a guy starts diving into it and looking at it. Yep, yep, there is several things. Um, December's WASDI is, you know, not really much of a market mover, and this one wasn't much different at all. Um, it was mostly in neutral across the board, but I mean, as you said, once you dig, dig uh, dug a little bit farther in more as well, especially in South America, I mean, it's, it gets it gets interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, even some of the numbers uh, were uh, like uh, everybody was kind of expecting USDA to make the changes in the uh, soft red wheat uh, carryout numbers. Uh, exports went up to China, but then, then they lower and they lower the uh, ending stocks by the same amount. Uh, soybeans, as far as at face value, d- didn't change anything, but there were some changes inside of that, too. Yep, yep. Yeah, for corn and wheat, both ending stocks were decreased by 25 million bushels due to exports being increased. And that's about time. We haven't we haven't seen uh, much exports, so USDA is expecting uh, that to pick up a little bit the way it looks. It is. It is looking that way. It has been quite a while since the U.S. has been leading the way in exports. So hopefully we can turn that around. Yeah. Production-wise, I think everybody was kind of focusing on those Brazil soybean production numbers. USDA did come down on that. Yep, yep. They lowered the Brazil production by 2 million metric tons to 161. Um, Slightly right in line almost with last year's at 160 million metric tons. Right. Still a record large crop, though. It's more than last year. It will. It will end it. I mean, it is very early in their growing season. I mean, they're still planting, so it, that number could increase as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's the thing, too, is they keep adding acres every year, and, and it's not that their yield gets better. It's just that they add that many more acres every year. Right, and, you know, we're not for sure how many more acres they're going to keep planting. Um, that number could grow immensely and you know it's just hard to guess or pinpoint exactly what that number will be yeah well even with their late uh, late pr- uh, planting and uh, lack of rain that they've had down there they could uh, suffer a little bit of yield loss however to me that's a bigger impact on the corn market than it is on the soybean market yeah it really is and you know it started growing out or for, throughout their planting season it was very dry so they were switching a lot of those acres over um, from you know the corn acres over to cotton as well. So how much of those acres actually did get switched? That is a big question as well. Right, right. Uh, Season-ending prices uh, from USDA really not out of line either. The way it looked. Yeah, there wasn't wasn't really much of a change there as well for the season-ending. When you dig into the uh, into the WASI numbers yourself. Anything jump out at you that uh, makes uh, that just kind of caught your attention? Um, the biggest thing that still catches my eye is the corn ending stocks for the U.S. Uh, right now, we're projected at 2.131 billion bushels, and if we look at last year's, we we're at 1.1.361 billion bushels. You know, anywhere above that two billion bushel mark, that's what that's what makes me nervous the most. 
Okay, even with uh, increase in ethanol demand, and, and we're still seeing a build in stocks. Yep, I mean, even with those, it still makes me a little bit nervous as well. The uh, even with the uh, the soybean numbers unchanged, they did lower the wheat ending stocks a little bit for the U.S. Uh, by that twenty five yep. million bushel, primarily on those exports. Anything else in that wheat number that we need to be aware of? Um, I mean, for the wheat, it's just watching the exports how much those can change. I mean, if Russia keeps leading the way, I would say that that could change as well. I mean. It's been quite some time since we've seen an increase in exports, you know, due to, you know, Russia leading the way through there. Um, so I would say that would be definitely a, a watcher for sure in the market. Yeah, for sure. Now, as we're recording this, uh, we had a, a wheat market. We had China come in and buy several, several different cargoes of, of uh, soft red wheat. And uh, that's unusual. We haven't seen soft red wheat exports outpace hard red wheat exports in a long, long time. Right, and that's, you know, one could think maybe that is a quality issue that they're running into as well. Um, but, yeah, it, it is strange to see that as well. Yeah, for sure. Okay, now that we've had this WASD behind us, uh, what's next? I would say... It, from here on out until, you know, throughout the winter, it's going to be a weather market. Um, the market's going to be mainly focusing on that South America crop. Um, you know, honestly, day by day, the markets can change. You know, if they see they got rain in the forecast or if it's, they're thinking it's going to be dry, the market definitely takes that into effect. Yeah. Also, too, I guess, uh, with because it's a weather market, we need to keep our risk management plans in place, too. Exactly, for sure. The best thing is, you know, get those numbers in mind, um, stick to them. You know, they find those good numbers. I would definitely say stick to those prices you are, you are thinking about. Does that include, uh, like, purchasing uh, inputs and those types of things, too, or, or, or not? I would say, yeah. Yeah, yes, for sure. Inputs, they're a, they can change as well. Um, if we think, like, last year, you know, the, the river, you know, that was affecting you know, transportation with the Missouri River, that same thing could happen as well. You know, that could lower transportation. So, I mean, you could definitely lock in those inputs. Yep. And also, too, if uh, rail, as a matter of fact, too, with uh, winter weather, anything can happen. Yeah, exactly. Anything can happen, as you said. Fuel costs, too? Uh, we're expecting fuel costs to, to keep going up, or are we seeing that uh, stabilize here a little bit? I think we are actually starting to see that stabilize a little bit, I would say. Okay, so maybe we want to hold off a little bit then on theirs, huh? Yep, yep, that, that might be one thing a guy could probably hold off on. Or if, you know, if a guy sees a number that works into his budget, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad idea to lock that in either. Okay. Well, I, that's the big thing, I guess. If you've got a marketing plan in place, you're watching your risk management, to using all the tools available. You, if you can lock in those prices and, and uh, get them paid for, uh, you, you never go broke taking a profit. Exactly. Exactly. If, you know, if it works into your budget, that's the best thing if you can lock that in. Cody, uh, before you wrap up here, uh, do we, uh, anything or, or do we, uh, uh, if we need some help with uh, some of our uh, risk management planning, uh, what do we need to do? 
I would say the best thing that a guy needs to do is just look at all the options he has that they're offered to him. Anything from their delivery point of their grain to anybody that's bringing them, you know, business to their to their farm. Just look at all the tools they have and just seeing if they're utilizing all those tools to help them out. Anything else we need to be aware of here? As of right now, I don't think there's any other two big red flags that a guy is going to be looking at other than just that weather market I think is going to be the main thing here going into the winter. Yep, and just keep aware of the markets, what's happening, and keep your those risk management plans in place. Yep, exactly. Thanks, Cody. That's uh, Ag Country Farm Credit Services Market Education Specialist, Cody Didier. If you have a question about a financial topic, we'd love to hear from you. You can send Ag Country a message on Facebook, Twitter, or submit your question using the website agcountry.com. For the Red River Farm Network, I'm Randy Hall.